Hello, and welcome to Starter Set. My name is Ed Sylvester, this is... Samuel Bradley. And welcome to the show that takes you deeper into the pages of Dungeons and Dragons. Coming straight out the gate, sunshine. Left, right, left, right, left, right. Yeah, I mean, you seem to have a directness that usually sort of we're bereft of on this show, but... Damn right. Damn right. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Okay. We're doing fantastical subclassical. Here we go. But before we do that, <laughs> Sam, tell me about your week, mate. What's been going down with your D&D week? What D&Ding have you been doing, Dean? Oh, D&Ding, Ding, doing. I have been D&Ding, Ding, Ding, doing, trying to convince you to DM another session in our Stroud campaign. Yeah. Because um, we were beset by yep. Mystical Fog about two months ago, and I don't know what the fuck's coming next. So that's upsetting. <laughs> Um, what else? Oh my god, our Tuesday night campaign has reached a zenith of craziness to the point where we're doing some sort of guerrilla bombing raid now and all the backstories are starting to collide and I think my character might die, so I've done some character building just in case. Um, Mm. yeah, that's getting really good. To the point where I'm, not that I never didn't look forward to it, but now I'm like, fuck, is it Tuesday yet? Yeah. You know, I really want to just go and play with my friends. Um, what else? Oh, I've been hanging out with... Well, we both have actually been hanging out with people on the Discord channel. Yeah. Which you can get onto, and we'll link in the show notes below this. Um, and when we say you, we mean you listeners, not Sam just talking to me, because I'm there already. That's kind of what this is, though, isn't it? That's... Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's really... <laughs> That's really fun, getting to hear from people and getting to hear about how they came across the show and how they're getting people, uh, their loved ones are being tricked into listening to it and becoming hooked. Um, What else? Oh, we recorded Session Zero. Yes, we did. For those of you outside of the loop, come into the loop. We'll open it, kind of. You can't because then it's not a loop, it's just a semicircle. Anyway, um, we have recorded the very first bonus show session zero which is just kind of like if you like the bits of the show where me and ed are sort of talking about DD but also laughing quite a lot of silly shit we've said it's like an hour of that essentially and we talk about the show and we talk about what we've got going on we answer questions and it is exclusive to our patrons so if you come in i think it's at the second tier of donation you just get a whole brand new show every month an hour of us just talking and planning talking about start set answering listener questions and i don't know about you ed i had a ton of fun doing that it's kind of like the mikey's on in the sort of like the hour that we have together before we record usual start yes. set yeah it is it's quite enjoyable i do i do like it um and i, and I sort of went away from that session and it made me do a lot of sort of not soul searching but um Jeez. reminiscing <laughs> about i know <laughs> reminiscing about what we've done so far uh, on this show um and it's really nice it's really really enjoyable but i feel like we got too close to selling our souls then to people so let's let's talk about something daft sam Ooh, go on I don't know. I don't know. I didn't really, oh, didn't really have a backup what if, plan. What if there was a bloke who had the face of a dog, but it wasn't like his face was the dog's face. He just like had a whole dog on the front of his head. Is that sort of... Yeah, that's... that. you know what? That's the level that I'm looking for. That's perfect. That's excellent. That is. My D&D week, thank you for asking, has been... Don't... Don't be... We're both <laughs> laughing. Oh, thanks for asking. All right. Three, two, one. How was your week in D&D, Ed? Please tell ah. me. 
Well, I feel. Do you know what? I'm glad that you've invested some obvious interest into my D and D week there. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been good. Thank you, mate. What? Well, um, we obviously had our Tuesday session, which, as you've described, uh, a lot of fun. And I actually did. Um, I've started a new job recently, which means that I'm a little bit sort of uh, stressed out because that's kind of what happens when you do your first sort of couple of weeks. I'm sure everybody has experienced that, and you're trying to figure stuff out. So on Wednesday, my usual group, um, we sort of caught up, but we basically did like two hours of just having a bit of a chat, and then we played for just one hour. Um, How is that possible? Well, exactly. Well, because it got late, and I was like, I need to go and sleep. Um, but it was a really nice, like, concentrate of D and D, yeah. and I actually, I actually think more people should just try playing for just an hour just limit yourself and say listen let's go we're going to play for an hour because what it means is everybody's kind of really focused on that hour you get some real interesting engagement and um like stuff that we didn't really think was going to happen happened hmm. my character started a political career <laughs> in an hour yeah exa- like genuinely started a political career in an hour um and within that hour we created a smear campaign against the opposition well, I say within that hour, within about 15 minutes of that hour, because the rest of it was kind of doing other stuff. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, made some connections, got some endorsements within within this town that we're, we're dealing with, um, and also kind of set a, set a wide, a larger platform and, and conversation that we want to do around bringing the towns of 10 towns together to, to fight against the current blight. And that's how we're going to get through the curse of the frost maiden you know um oh we feel like this has got quite heavy yeah. again isn't it we must unite workers of the world unite yeah it, it did it was very much if we share you know some people have more of this some people have more of this it it was it's frozen communism um which undoubtedly will some probably break based upon history because let's be fair Russia's quite cold as well <sighs> yeah cool <laughs> Fucking hell. And the Cold War! That works too! <laughs> <laughs> Let us get into the show proper, mm-hmm. shall we? Fantastical, subclassical, subclassical, fantastical. Look at my sandals. Ooh. Um, we'll be coming up right after these short corporate messages. Mmm, money. Ahoy there, ye landlubbers. Avast. My name is Captain Logan, and I'll be your guide out on the Sea of Thieves. If you love the idea of stealing treasure, cutting down cursed skeletons, fighting off krakens, and raiding forts filled to the brim with shinies, then Sea of Thieves is the game for you. Join me each week as I dive into the news and bring back the nuggets of information that any sailor worth their weight in salt would desire. You don't have to be a pirate legend to gain access to my podcast. Just search for Keelhauled, a Sea of Thieves podcast in your podcast app of choice or head over to robotsradio.net or captainlogan.podbeam.com and get ready to set sail for adventure. And welcome back, ladies and gents. Hope you enjoyed those wonderful messages um this week it's sam's subclass yes it is and i will be making a character at the back end oh so sammy boy mm-hmm. what subclass have you got for us my friend well where are we going 
I love monks. There's no two ways about it. I think other than warlocks, they are just the right amount of interminable magical nonsense and fighty fighty fighty, um, which is kind of what I go for when I select a character. Um, and I really, I've always liked the mechanic of the key. I've always thought that's a really simple but very effective way of giving a class like extra abilities. I've always really liked mm. it. I don't know why I've always been been drawn to it, but I think it's because it's relatively understandable going in, but it levels quite well, ironically. Yeah, here's a resource, here's a pool that you can use. Basically, so a lot of key abilities are like channel within do extra damage or channel within do this for a certain amount of time what i always really liked is the idea that you can kind of wield key like a thing mm. and you can go into it and you can use these skills that we have in this new subclass that i've made to sort of round out your character giving you kind of little abilities from all the martial classes basically yeah so before you begin go on what what were your inspirations for this subclass like externally yeah so i was looking at like i'm quite into martial arts so i like the technicalities and i like the the science of you know like strategic and tactical know-how even in like one-on-one combat mm-hmm. so i looked at things like sun Tzu's, the art of war and the book of five rings by miyamoto musashi know the way broadly you will see it in all things love that shit um, but also, I really liked... Okay, so this is going to be a throwback. In the 1990s, the, the back end, there was a movie with Christian Bale called Equilibrium. And in it, they had this martial art called Gun Carter, right? And it was like, we measured... It's total bullshit, if you think about it, but, like, nine-year-old Sam loved it. Oh, we, we took all the mathical, mathematical equations of how people shoot and position themselves in a firefight, and we turned that into a martial art, but with guns. And it makes no fucking sense, but it looks really cool. So that, that, was, a, that was a big inspiration as well. So what we have here is the Way of the Four Masters. Mm. Ooh, yeah. Mm. Hold your applause. Eons ago, when people were first exploring and unlocking the secrets of inner power, uh, the inner power of key, a monastery was founded, but it was made up of monks who sort of like to share their knowledge and came together, pull their experience in order to learn how to become like a true key warrior. Someone that can use their key to manipulate reality, basically, to best fit their current situation. And so it's, that's the subclass. Yeah. So level three, going in, you pick it, you get a little spicy spice, as with all Mm. monk subclasses, a little bit of of spice. I like a spicy spice. At level three, you acquire the mastery of stance. Now each master has its own thing. So there are four things that you get as the levels progress. At level three, you acquire the mastery of stance. Mm -hmm. And this is basically you gain sort of an insight into the importance of understanding your stance and the terrain around you and using that to your advantage. So as a bonus action, you can expend one key point and the terrain 10 feet around you becomes difficult terrain until the start of your next turn. And for the duration of that, going into the stance stuff, you can't be knocked prone by 
anything. Nice, that's good. I like that. So it's difficult for things to get to you because they can't mm -hmm. get within that difficult terrain or also get away from you as well. Uh-huh. Because you can do your do your bonus action to begin with. And then once you get up in, in somebody, they can you can just plant the legs and be like, yeah, go try sweep this, son. Yeah, you're mine now. I like the idea of like you just jump into combat and you do the superhero leap and it's sort of nice kind of yeah, yeah, as you yeah. hit the ground like yeah. some of that Ray Skywalker shit when she's training with Luke. Um, I like that a lot. So then at level six, you begin to acquire the mastery of engagement. So this is this is about as gun carter as it gets for fans. Mm. If you did watch Equilibrium as a child and you and it rocked your world, especially that bit with the puppy. Reach out to us on the show. Um, so, <laughs> you begin to learn how to impose your key to literally shoot out of your hands, basically. So you can focus your key and use it as a ranged attack, as a master of engagement. So basically what this means mechanically is that any creature you can see uh, within 60 feet, you, have to, you can force them to make a dexterity saving throw by expending a key point and dealing your martial arts dice plus 1d10 force damage on a failed save or half that on a success so it's mm -hmm. kind of like you jump in so bonus action you fuck up the land and they're like oh no I'm going to try and knock him over but I can't get to him or do that and then you point your finger and you're like down bitch I mean not quite like that <laughs> but you can choose to expend additional key points up to your proficiency modifier, adding 1d10 for each key point expended. So if you really want to, you know, have that impact, you can be like, come in and then 50 cow with a finger. Nice, I like that. I like the fact that that's, that's adaptable. So either you're going in sort of, as you said, like you're going from um, James Bond, you know what I mean, with the silence, little silence pistol to, mm -hmm. Yeah, to look at me with this fuck off cannon. I like to think that if it's just you didn't do like the finger guns. Yeah. But if it's the cannon, you do the full fist. <laughs> yeah, that's quite nice as well because I find the thing with monks is when when they the way they spend their key is always in these sort of like set blocks. And this way, and yeah. Do you know what it reflects actually what you're saying in terms of the adaptability of the class? You can choose how much key you want to spend to mm -hmm. measure your output. What we got? What's what's next up on the chopping block? The next up on the chopping block, and to your point, actually, I kind of built this with like it is when once you get to level seventeen, which is the the last sort of ability you mm. get, you can cycle through these almost like a video game character. You can have your own way of like I jump in. I always use the bonus action to disrupt terrain, and then I'll use a you know one attack sure. to yeah, do yeah. the key, or or maybe you don't do that. Maybe you use well. Here's the thing. At level 11, you become a master of, medita of uh, mediation. Excuse me. Through meditation, you learn how to master your own inner peace, but also sort of imbibe others right. with that. So this is probably as close to magic-y magic -y as it's going to mm -hmm. get. So with the master of mediation at level 11, as an action, you can attempt to influence the mind of another. So it's a bit Jedi. It's a little bit... Yeah, yeah. Get me a Snickers or whatever a Jedi would do. We don't need to see your pass. Exactly. That's yeah. a that's that's cooler than buying a Snickers. You can expend <laughs> one key point and choose a creature. 
That creature must make a wisdom saving throw and on a failed save, it's considered charmed by you for 10 minutes. And you also kind of gain an insight into that creature's emotional state for that duration. Now there is a little bit of extra onto this I'll get to in a minute, but I kind of also like those abilities of a subclass where it's not just, okay, we're in battle now, I can use this. You could use the Master of Mediation just outside of battle you know like we need to get through the classic dungeons and dragons we need to get in here can you help us out you know like i'm playing a warlock and i use fey presence all the fucking time just to get around guards and like roadblocks and shit yeah yeah for sure 100 percent. and there's another bit on the end of this you can target more than one creature but you just need to expend an additional key point so if you're high enough i mean you know level 11 how many key points would you have then like five or six key point per level so 11 Right, exactly. So you could effectively go into a room. How many people are here? Six people. Yeah. Hey, everyone get me a Snickers. And they all run out the door and then they all they're all quite fat, so they stick in the door and you're like, ah, I got your monk trick. <laughs> You've all got nut allergies. I win. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, so we've got our sort of terrain mastered. We can stop fights before they begin. If they fight, we can hurl key at them and, you know, fuck them up. At level 17, you become a master of defense. You know that wars are rarely won alone, so you kind of become a bit of a uh, boon for your team, if you will. Mm. So the master of defense, as an action, you spend a key point and target a friendly creature. And for the next minute, that target gains plus two um, to their AC, temporary, and 3d10 plus their proficiency in temporary HP and you can do this to more than one creature by expending additional key points so you could again okay level 17 you could effectively go oh we're getting the shit be out of us avatar mode but it's not for me it's for everybody else mm-hmm. I like that you can I like that a lot. shield them with your physical key and that is the way of the four masters nice I really like the idea that to get that those powers you can almost you can you, sometimes the best subclasses and the best classes in D&D are those ones that create stories just from them being there you mm-hmm. know what I mean it's one of the reasons why I think people like playing Warlock so much because there's an inbuilt story mechanic as part of their mechanics which is you need to have this patron yeah and this feels a bit like that in these masters that you float around and it feels like you could almost visit a master and then you get that that boon, and obviously you have to strategically speak to your DM about when that, how that comes in, and whatever, and that kind of things. But it, mm-hmm. yeah, I like that. I like it a lot. In fact, that I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that for when for this next bit. Which actually, do you know what? I'm gonna need you to sing for me, Sam. <gasps> oh no! Oh, he's put me on the spot. As a wonderful box, it's out on the grass. He's making a character. He's pulling out of his head. It's Ed's character box. Lovely. Well done. <laughs> uh, so, yes. So, my character box. Let's open the box. It's filled with horrors like Pandora's box. They just... <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I do apologise. Um, That's all the darkness that he's choking on. Yeah, the darkness exactly. within. <laughs> so, I think... I'm going to go with a dwarven 
monk. Ooh. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Dwarven Monk, um, and I'm going to take it on on this sense, right? So I'm going to go for the atypical background kind of thing, the all for the clan, I like mines, I like gold, I like jewels, and that's my thing. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a culture that's based very heavily around connections with people and also material elements, right? So let's strip that away. Mm-hmm. Something terrible happens, I don't know. You delve too deep, Balrog turns up. It's classic, you know. In fact, I don't, I don't actually understand why dwarves haven't got a health and safety uh, manual based on how to deal with Balrogs. You know what I mean? Well, it's like you can't get insurance for a pre-existing no, condition, exactly. can you? So, and that's kind of like, why have you got all them pickaxes? Every- no reason. Are you dwarves? Every mine's got like it's been 360 days since the last Balrog attack. <laughs> every every morning someone just takes the one off and replaces it <laughs> yeah, with a zero um, so that's happened and then he's like a sole survivor or maybe like the, a, a, a part of a very small group of them and he's like right well let's let's go off maybe mm-hmm. he gets a bit jaded starts drinking and all that kind of things and then we, when we explore that dwarven stereotype and then he picks a fight and he picks a fight with the wrong guy um, and he goes to punch him and the guy's like uh uh-uh. uh and he doesn't move and the dwarf's like hang on a second why can't I push you over like what's going on I'm trying to trip you up I'm trying to throw you and he just doesn't move at all and then he pushes him back just very slowly pushes Mm -hmm. him back and then he trips over the ground which is all ripply and fucking weird and that is the first master that's the first master that he meets oh cool and he's like you need to be you know and this is his sort of rehabilitation moment and that so it's kind of like Avatar. You have to track. He's tracking each master yes. down as he goes yes, through the levels. Exactly. That's exactly. cool. So he goes in and he has a chat with this guy. Maybe this guy is a bit more like um, empathetic and kind of kind of treats him a little bit nicer um, and kind of goes like, mm-hmm. "This is how you can get this." But go and seek out these rests. And maybe you know he he dies saving him saving the dwarf and and his. his that guy, that guy yeah. definitely fucking dies. I'll yeah. tell you Saving now. Saving the dwarf and his, <laughs> and his collective uh, new party members, and there's obviously a real tearjerker moment. Everyone's like, "No, Gerald!" But oh. he's so good. Even when he's dead, he still stood up. Yeah, well, of course. Um, but and then Gerald <laughs> obviously gives the dwarf, our dwarven hero, the task to go and track, go to the Dagobah system, find Doya. Uh, and he goes and finds Doya, and Doya's like, and <laughs> I'm embarrassed that that took me a second too long to get. <laughs> and Doya's like a, a hard ass, right? He's really aggressive. He's over the top. Yeah. And he's, well, he's master of engagement. He isn't is he? exactly. He's yeah. master of engagement. He's just like, if punch through that tree from over here, and the dwarf's like, I can't do it. He's like, you're a pussy. I can punch you from over here, and just punches him from like 60 feet away. He's like, what's going on? But then, then the test for the I really like this. Okay, so when he hits level 11, he has to find the master of mediation. Mm. And it's a guy, and they go, oh, you're way easier against than the last guy. Um, I really want to train with you. And the guy just looks at him and waves his hand and goes, no, you don't. And he walks away. And yeah. this happens like five or six times. No, I really want to. No, you don't. It's just testing his resolve and want mm-hmm. to do it. Maybe he's like a um, like a magister or a, or a judge or like a like a community figure that that does that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what's the defense one? I guess fine. Like that's maybe that that could be. You have to use everything you've learned so far to beat this guy in combat because he's a master of defense. 
Yes, to break through his shields and all that sort of thing. And he's he, the guy that yeah lives on top perfect. of the mountain or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom, and that and that is, um, I'm going to call him Estes. Estes the monk. Yeah. Like it. Yeah, man. Yeah, I really that. like that. That's really cool. We created a nice little thing there. Yeah, I think we, we did something more. I like that. Excellent. Well, look, with that, let's bring the show to a close. Um, as always, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you've enjoyed the show. Roll well, and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. No joke. Sometimes there's a joke. Sometimes there's not. I got to keep you guessing. My name is Brian Burton. It's been 26 years since the bombs fell. Since I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. This isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. Remember, there's a place for you at the end. Omega. The Omega Broadcast Fallout Story is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources. Hey. Hi. Do you enjoy being optimistic about bad movies? Or do you enjoy at least trying to figure out where someone worked really hard on a bad movie? Well, we've got the podcast for you. New to Robots Radio, we represent Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. Each week, we look at two movies that did really badly critically, but we try to find the good in them. And we have segments such as What Could Have Saved It? and Would You Watch It Again? If you're there on a Saturday night, you want to watch a bad movie, but you're not sure if it's like good bad or bad bad, or if you should even bother, give us a listen. You can find us on Robots Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please come and say hi. We love you already. (laughs) 